my day is great. You know, um, market's picking up again. Oh, I love the sound of that. Very busy this weekend. Went and saw a couple of properties and one client went under contract with new construction. Um, another client was looking at some properties in Temple, an investor. And yeah. by the time we checked in on Tuesday, so we went over the weekend, four of the properties were already gone. Oh my gosh. So Bree, you're going to think this is a crazy stat and I'm sure you realize it just from being in the field and working with your buyers that for every 1% drop in interest rates equates to 8 million buyers re-entering the market. Wow. 8 million buyers. Yeah, for every 1% in interest. That's a crazy number. So guys, so, if you are uh, looking to in invest and you want to still get a good deal, you might want to do it before they drop the rates again. <laughs> Now's the time to and act. And then just refinance. Huh? Yeah. And then just refinance. Yeah. I mean, you know, the conversation that surrounded me for a long time, and I'm sure you're familiar with this because, uh, you know, everybody mentioned 2008 and the crash in the in the real estate market. Um, and, and they always said, you know, I wish I would have invested then. I would have, I wish I would have invested in 2008. And, um, um, and, you know, I remember putting a key to the doors back then and every single, uh, every other home was a, was a foreclosure. And um, I really kicked myself in the butt for not buying then. And I honestly think this is one of those moments, you know, um, you know, we had a client uh, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about without saying any names. They, they bought a house right before COVID and they closed on it. And uh, shortly after, there was a big madhouse, right, uh, around that time. And they had equity, I think over $100,000 in equity over the span of maybe two or three months. And that was pretty common, actually, in the marketplace. Yeah. I think we're in that time again. Yeah. Oh, guys, you know what? I was actually, um, let me share this number with you because it's crazy. Let me go to my notes really quickly. I was at a listing appointment with one of our clients. We helped them buy um, I think it was in the middle of 2020. It was like in June of 2020. Okay. So now they are buying another home and they have to obviously sell their current home. They had already taken out 53,000 or $55,000 of mm. their, oh, no, 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 no. That's what they would be netting. They took out $140,000 in 2022. Okay. So they already took out $140,000. Now they're going to be selling their property, their, their total net with the taking out of the 140 the first time, right? Wow. $219,000 in four years. Insane. What other kind of return do you have? No, we want None. you to, you know, we want everybody to give up their nine to five and become a full-time investor <laughs> or at least, or at least, uh, you know, I think the good place to start is that is the identity of the investor because so many people have a conversation with us how do i leave my nine to five i only want to do real estate investing and i think we're going to go over some really powerful points today that could line you up for that you know how do you how do you become a full-time investor how do you make two hundred nineteen thousand dollars? and they could have made it in a lot lesser time i'm assuming if they would have sold it and bought another place they could have probably doubled up or if they would have bought more than just one house yeah. Right. They could have maybe doubled up and actually replaced their replaced their income. So we're going to go a lot of we're going to go over a lot of those good details. 
And we're also going to explore some of these ideas. And now we are doing a book giveaway. We're not going to mention which book. But if you text me at 512-796-9395, and I'll be sure the staff puts that in the uh, description below. But, oh, I forget. Yeah. So E-Myth Revisited is the book that we're going to discuss today and go over what they feel like uh, makes the perfect ideal investor. And now, guys, they did some research. And in the very opening, they're mentioning it. They're saying, hey, look, we thought we could just give people the methodology, but that's clearly not what's going to help. So you can lead the water, uh, horse to the water, but you can't make them drink kind of thing. So I think sometimes we think too linear. We think if I just do this, then I can have that. But it's not about doing it's it's about becoming. So we're going to go a lot. Uh, we're going to go over what makes a person the ideal investor. And Bree's going to go over uh, some some information that she's gathered uh, about her top most investors, the ones that do really well. Right. So um, with that, we're going to open that up. But Bree, I just couldn't help thinking about you this morning. I was sitting at the coffee shop and uh you know, I guess real estate's happening all around us. This is the real, this is the Mecca, right? It's been for the last several years where people are investing, buying and selling real estate. So um, genuinely, I'm not a nosy person. I like to keep to myself. I put my headphones on if I'm hearing someone's conversation. But today in the morning, I was sitting at the coffee shop and these people are literally speaking into my ear and I couldn't help but think about the work we do here. And um, And so- this agent sits down with one of his potential buyers and Bree, you wouldn't believe it. Um, the guy just wouldn't stop talking. And I said, I, gosh, I hope we're not doing this to our clients. I hope we would never put people through this because it didn't matter what feature or benefit the buyer was mentioning that that was like a must have, or just going over his buying criteria. Um, the agent had a story for every little thing. And um, so guys, we're not in the business of uh, coming out there and just appeasing you and, and, you know, and just making you feel good all the time. We want to have real conversations and there's much better ways to relate with you than to tell you about every insecurity that we ever had growing up as a child. I knew more about the, the agent in those five minutes. I had to get up and leave. I, I, I just felt like I was intruding or, you know, it wasn't meant for my ears. But uh, so please, if you're looking to get into real estate investing, you need to make sure that you're aligning with a real true professional, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Brie? I'm sure you've seen some of that out there. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of um, uh, maybe people thinking they are wanting to invest and then or they call us and say, hi, we bought this house with another agent a couple of years ago. And then they tell me about the house and I'm thinking, why did you buy that, that house? Like where, where what were the comps that y'all were utilizing? Because the comps that I'm seeing are not good. So Brie, you and I both know that there's pros and cons to having a master's upstairs, right? Yeah. And we need to be discussing this with our buyers up front. Hey, look, you can go ahead and buy a property that has a master upstairs, but just know when you go to sell, it may take a little longer. It'll be more difficult to find the ideal buyer for that house because not everybody wants to go upstairs. And so this conversation was completely absent of these details. 
And he was like, yeah, I like going upstairs. Yeah, we could go down. It's like, man, you're not playing sleepover here. You, you know, you're, you need to guide them in making the right investment. So that, I thought that was funny. Yeah. And maybe not just sharing like your opinion, but what is like really going to go happen in the market? Because you're right. Buying a home that has the primary bedroom upstairs, in some instances, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a quote unquote bad investment, right? But it just means that when you do go to sell, your pool of buyers might be shortened a little bit. That being said, a trend that we have noticed as people are moving from other states to Texas, if you are from Texas, most of the time people prefer um, the primary bedroom downstairs. But if you are from out of state, it's really common for people to have the primary bedroom upstairs. So you can appeal to different sorts of buyers depending on you know, who you are targeting, right? And and uh, who the buyer pool is going to be. So having that sort of knowledge and knowing, you know, what are the statistics saying is very important that you can share with your clients to help them in their investment purchases. So it sounds like what you're saying is make sure to look at the numbers, pull up the data for masters upstairs and masters downstairs, look at it side by side, know what margin there is. Maybe there's a little uptick in days on market. Maybe you're paying a little bit less. But what you, I hear from you is make sure you're looking at that data up front five, 10 years prior to even having the sell. That way, you know what to look forward to. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh, perfect. Wait, right, Roger, cool. we were talking about some other things, but I just wanted to ask, Please. I think we're doing a book giveaway. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit more about this book giveaway. They just have to text okay. the number. And then yeah, they just text the number or they can email us, whatever they feel like. Just make sure to add your contact information in there so we know who we're sending it to. And Bree, what this is an attempt for me is to, uh, look, everybody grows into the conversations that we that we are having, right? So uh, whatever, whichever conversations I'm having are the ones or the conversations that I'm going into. And so, um, and then we've always heard the idea that, you know, you, um, uh, you're an average of the five people that you hang out with the most. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do was to bring something to our community where we can read these books and maybe we can do it as a, as a group activity or uh, when, you know, we're out showing homes or property or meeting with you uh, about listing your home with us, we can talk about some of these ideas. And because in my heart of hearts and not just me, I mean, the E-Myth Revisited is a great motivator right now for me in this idea that we're going to grow to the extent that uh, our portfolio is going to grow to the extent that we do, right? So I can't imagine having, you know, the number of doors I want to and not growing personally. So it's kind of go hand in hand. So that's kind of what I wanted to motivate or inspire within the community was that, hey, let's start having these conversations. There's a place for it. This isn't just about investing in real estate. This is about becoming a whole human being, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So guys, don't forget to text. What's the number again, Roger? 512-796-9395. And please ring the bell, as Brittany would say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, comment, let us know that you're actually enjoying our content here. All right, Bree. So uh, I know typically it's Rosie here to 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 you know bring in the news, but uh, I'm going to jump right into it, I guess. Sure. Okay, perfect. Let me share my screen.
All right, so this is fresh off the press, just uh, bringing it to you live today. And so first off, we're going to talk about the there's a there's drone delivery in Dallas, and so Walmart is using Dallas as its launching pad, if you will. Um, I really like what I did that <laughs> what I did there. That's cool. <laughs> okay, so 1.8 million households will have access to Walmart delivery. Uh, the, 30 minutes, 30 minutes or less is what they're saying. 30 minutes or less, they'll have what you need at your doorstep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I really like this news because, uh, and what it means for Texas, because we're always innovating. The latest news that we brought you, um, and I'm still excited about, is the I-30 corridor and how they're using it as a semi um truck transport corridor like they're really doing ai and self-driving trucks all that sort of thing i think this is right up there as far as innovation having your groceries brought to your door and so the fact that they use dallas just really makes me um really excited you know i was gonna say it makes me high off my own supply but th yeah this is literally <laughs> it because i get i get texas news and i i start buzzing right so, uh, Bree, I know you're going to love this next piece of news. So there's a company called MGC Pure Chemicals out of Killeen, mm -hmm. and um, they're investing $130 million into an expansion for, for providing fuel for semiconductor plants. So they have already been in the clean area for the past four years. They made a $32 million investment back then, and now they're expanding. So they're spending another $132 million and so if you're in the clean area, this is really exciting for you. If you're thinking about investing, as Bree always says, go to Temple, go to these outskirt areas. This is what we've been seeing. This is not a new trend. This is as far back as you can go. Real estate is always shifted outwards for job opportunities because that's where these companies can pay a little bit less for wages because there's far less amenities. And then what ends up happening is those areas grow and and more amenities come into the area. And that's the upside that you want to gain on, right? So take a look at, put clean back on your map if it's not on there already. And so uh, there was a, there's Austin startups and this is a huge conversation right now, you know, because we haven't seen as many startups uh, sprout this year because of high interest rates and just just the climate, the business climate that we're seeing, everything's kind of uh, leveling down or off a little bit. But there's a there's a um, investor here in Austin, longtime Austin resident. His name's Krishna Sirinavasan. And he says he's really optimistic about the, the environment that they're in right now. He said, if there was ever a time to go in, this would be it. So although projects have been less, like we went down to 126 deals, from 163 in 2021. He's saying now he's feeling the buzz. He's feeling like now's the time to go in. And so we're, uh, thank you to Austin Business Journal where they documented his uh, experience. Wait, Raji, before you go forward. Please, please. I wanna go back to the Colleen thing really quickly. So Colleen yeah. itself, right? And Colleen itself sometimes experiences um, little lulls because it is a military town, right? But areas like Temple, um, areas like Harker Heights, areas like Belton, 
what you're getting there, it's really interesting because you are getting, I had a client who we were looking in Temple this weekend. They looked at a property in Georgetown and then we went out to Temple and they were like, wow, the quality in Temple is great, you know, because you're getting more bang for your buck. You're getting crown molding, you're getting marble countertops and you're spending under 300 or maybe 310. Whereas in Georgetown, you're spending 380s, 420s, right? And you're getting granite and there's no crown molding. And what's really interesting about this is the rents are relatively the same. So rents and temple are showing about 1900 for a property, let's say that's $300,000, okay? Rents in Georgetown, it was a $400,000 home are showing at like 2200 mm. But you have a huge gap, you know, a hundred thousand dollar gap in your, in your wow. purchase price. So I That's just insane. and the days on market very similar. We're under thirty days. So Temple has a lot going for it, and the rents aren't that different. People think, oh, maybe the rent is going to be twenty five hundred. We don't really hit twenty five hundred in the Austin area if we're looking at homes that are under four fifty. So now, Bree, some of our viewers might have got lost in the sauce. We're going to break it down again. Uh, Georgetown, what's the price? It was like 400. It was like 420. 420. And mm -hmm. what's the rent? 2200. 2200. Temple, what's the sale price? Let's say 300. I could, we could get it less, but 300. 300. How much rent? 1900. So guys, do you see that? That's over a hundred thousand dollars less yeah. that you're paying for the property. And the number of days on the market are the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's go to Temple. I love Temple. I'm actually going to jump in my car and drive down there right after this because there's a little cute pizza place there and I keep imagining and dreaming about it. And guess what? Rosie's not home. No one's here. And so maybe today I'll drive off. She's visiting her family. I may just drive off and go to Temple and have dinner. Who knows? You should. They have some, they have some really cool stuff and their downtown is really cute. That's what I like. I like their downtown environment there yeah very cool very cool so thank you for sharing that uh hands-on boots on the ground experience because that's what we need everything looks good on an article or on the internet but when you're hearing it directly from a professional who has Bree, i'm just going to brag on you a little bit right now here's someone who's taken somebody from zero zero doors to how many doors uh, i think 43 Oh, so right it, now, be, at, it might be 47 actually now, 47. 47 doors, zero to 47 doors. And the thing I absolutely love about Bree the most is that um, every conversation we have, doesn't matter what it is, it's always about ideas. We never discuss in people. We're always discussing where to next and how big, what, where, what. And so like, here's somebody who can relate with someone who's at zero doors right? Because she's helped that person before. And she's also really well aware of the conversations that more um, seasoned investors would have. So she's having these high level conversations, but at the same time, she can slow that conversation down to where she can help somebody go from zero to 47 doors. And now here's what I'll say, um, attribute what I attribute to that the most is that she has she has a heart for the person that she's she's sitting in front of. She can understand people. She can understand what they're 
desires are, what their motives are. She spent that time finding out about what's important to you. And now we're going to inch that conversation along. So if you're just starting off and you're like, I haven't even invested in talking about this stuff creates major anxiety within me. Just know that when you have that conversation with Brie, you're not her first rodeo, right? She, this is not the first time she's done that. So she's going to take you from zero. She's going to handhold you throughout the process, and she's going to help you buy your properties. And we're going to go over all of that great information about how you guys can become seasoned professionals. And we're going to pick her brain a little, even though I don't like using that uh, much, right? Nobody likes to have their brain picked. But let's find out from Bree in just a second what it takes for someone to become a fully seasoned professional in the field of real estate. What do you think? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Awesome. All um, right, so Bree, I love Fogo to Chow. You want to treat me nice? Let's go to dinner to Fogo. And maybe one day you and I should go have dinner. We should. Yeah, yeah we should. you know what? Make all of them make everyone feel bad. Bree and everyone just, hey, Chris, we don't need y'all. We're going to dinner. <laughs> We're going to dinner. And uh, we've been working together for 10 years now. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. And I swear to God, I feel like she's my sister, like long lost relationship. Yeah. You know, that that just sprung back to life. And that's just so beautiful. So Foga to Chow, they're opening 20 new locations. Now, for a lot of you that don't know, this is a Dallas-based company. And so when we see a hometown hero go out there and really spread their wings and open 20 new restaurants, that's exciting news for us. And Again, you're going to hear a lot about Texas restaurateurs who are going out there moving and shaking right now. So TGIF is closing a bunch of their locations, but at the helm, I believe their CEO is now the, the guy who started up via 313 Pizza. Mm -hmm. So what does he have in store? What does he see for the for TGIF brand? We're going to find out, right? So uh, Foga to Chow, 20 new locations. They have a brand new location off of Congress, 200 Congress. I haven't been to their new location yet. Uh, Landry's, I know I'm getting off topic. I'm just thinking about food. This will be my first meal today. But uh, you know, when my family's not around, they're always like, I'm hungry. So I, I have none of that today. So it's three <laughs> o'clock and I haven't eaten, but we'll get around to that soon. Bree, last week we spoke about retail numbers and we talked about how it didn't seem like a slow retail season at all. Uh, when we went Christmas shopping, a lot of the stuff I remember you mentioning was sold out. Well, guess what? We were up 3.1% seasonally for the Christmas season, shopping season, holiday season. We're up 3.1% up from last year. And we're 5.3% up retail wise for the whole year. So people are out there spending money. And I like it. I like the sound of that. Wow. So they, we are a 3.1 increase over the previous year and a 5.3 rise. You know, people talk about how, you know, they think um, market is going to crash, right? This is an indicator that where is this crash? Yeah, there's, there's no crash. And I think people are really uh, having a lot of money that they're holding on to. And um, I'm just hoping that they buy real estate with it because, you know, there was a lot of free money that was handed out during the pandemic. And it shows, records show that a lot of that 
money, people maybe refinance. Guys, if you refinance, don't sit on that money. That's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get an extra 50 or 100,000, $200,000 hit your account. And all of a sudden you have this whole new lifestyle and you're eating out every night and fancy dinners and all this stuff. And maybe you're drinking a little bit of liquor. Well, you know, there's a really good book out there. Uh, I think it's As a Man Thinketh, right? Um, so, so just kind of slow down, slow down a little bit, use that money for real estate and let's do the right thing with that money. Let's put it to good use before you go check your account and it's not there anymore. We don't want that to happen to you. Yeah. So construction wages on the rise uh, and this is definitely going to impact real estate prices. So one thing is, is uh, the wages, the average construction worker is 42 years old and that's an aging population. So the, the younger generation isn't heading off to school to learn the, the trades, right? They're not going out there to learn the construction trade. Everybody's thinking about moving on to something else. And so um, they want to use their brains. So, you know, is real estate going to become cheaper with the aging construction, uh, average age of the construction worker? I don't think so. With the wages going up for average construction workers, I don't think the real estate prices are coming down. So these are the things that you want to pay attention to when you're investing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. With that, uh, that's the wrap on the news. And now we're going to uh, now jump to uh, our conversation, Bree. Okay. Um, let's see if I, I think I have a few questions for you. Yeah, so the best investors, they definitely have a few traits that you've probably noticed. Could you maybe share just a couple of those with us? Yeah, for sure. So I would say the best investors are number one, you know, they're not needing all of the answers, right? But that being said, they're, you know, they're not not intelligent, right? They seek answers. And what they're looking for is they're looking for wise counsel. They're looking for experts. They understand that they're not going to be able to know anything and everything about real estate in a month, right? It's going to take years and years of doing this. But what they want to do is they want to surround themselves with people that understand the market and they pick and choose, right? They understand the high level, but maybe not all of the intricacies. And that's where we step in for them. Oh, yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, okay. What else? I would say another thing that they do is they kind of when they're first getting started, they focus on some sort of niche, right? Whether it be single family or a certain area or multifamily or apartments, whatever they, whatever, you know, whatever they choose, right? Yeah. And they really learn about it, become obsessed with it. They learn um, they learn for the sake of they want to learn and do it. They're not just wanting to, you know, becoming like a walking, talking encyclopedia, right? So they're, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's making sense, but no, 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 no. that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the times I run into people when I'm at these networking events, and I think that what they're doing is they're just cramming all of this information. And they think that somehow that's going to make them a, a like a more well-shaped, you know, well-rounded investor. 
But what I hear from you is that these people are probably, they're relying on the information they've gathered. Um, as you said, they become obsessed with the information and, uh, but they're not looking to replace their knowledge uh, or their experience with knowledge. They still are seeking the experience. Yeah. 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 They're not just getting knowledge and like understanding knowledge. Like they're still actually doing the things that they are learning about. Right. I so can, if you're an investor who's sitting there and you're contemplating and maybe now you're over contemplating, you're in a paralysis analysis. The only thing that sounds like from Bree, the only thing that sets you apart from someone who's doing it is to just to get into action and move, move the ball forward. Yeah. I think there's such thing as overanalyzing, you know, we've, yeah. we've worked with a lot of different people and the people that have looked at the data truly understood it right and understood that hey this is a good investment and made action they're doing a lot better than the people who see a really good opportunity and just sit on it and sit on it and then it goes and then they look for another one but they sit on it and sit on it then it goes and then oh. a year goes by and then two years goes by and that other person has now bought two or three different properties and they still haven't even bought their first one mm. okay yeah. Wow. So don't miss the boat. Won't miss the boat. Don't that, I would don't become don't become so fearful and overanalyze. There's always going to be something that might not be a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Nothing is perfect, right? But and do the numbers make sense? What you're sharing right now sounds like if I am a certain way that I can make these little tweaks. So it, it's really helping Bree, at least in conversation right here. I can see somebody who's saying to themselves, hmm. You know, I can I can stop overthinking a little bit. Let me let me just uh, rely on what were you saying? Wise counsel. Yeah. Yeah. Let me rely on the wise counsel counsel that I have. Yeah. 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 What else? I would say another thing that the investors do is they know how much money they have access to, mm -hmm. um, and they might not be like the best at numbers, but they're not intimidated by what they don't know. So there's not like an emotion tied to it. Um, and if for whatever reason, if there is an emotion, then they come out and they let us know, right? They okay. they can share the sensitive information with us because they understand that if we know the big financial, everything about the finances, we can help guide them into making the sound financial decision. Whereas if we don't understand what are your fears around it? How much money do you have to invest? What are your true goals that you're looking for for investing? If we don't have this information, how can we accurately guide guide you? So it sounds like what you're saying is these people don't mind sharing their uh, their income statements, maybe their pay stubs, their tax returns. Like it sounds like they're an open book. Yeah, yeah. Have no problem sharing the data. And having open open communication, because if I don't know that you want to pay $40,000 of your debt off before you invest, and we bring an opportunity, but it's maybe $30,000 than what you're wanting to spend, right? And then you have that, oh, I, I don't want this, but it's like, why don't you want it? Oh, you want to pay off this? Well, let me search for something that's a little bit less so you can still have that goal and achieve your goal of investing. Okay. So it sounds like if you want to be successful at investing on this last point, Make sure that you are that, you know, pull out all the stops and be transparent, open up and share the sensitive information. Yeah. Is that what you'd say? 
Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Now it's obvious, right? Some people are going to have a harder time with that. And what can you, how can you reassure them um, that, you know, sharing this personal information is safe? I would just say communication. I mean, look guys, we are professionals. This is our our one thing, right? This is the only thing that we do, which is real estate. We're never going to share your information or, you know, communicate it with anyone else other than you and the lender, obviously, with your permission, because they do all the finances, right? Um, but we need to see a, a big part of the big picture. And we're not here, we're not here to judge anyone. We're yeah. here to guide them. And without full transparency, we can't accurately guide someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Bree, I definitely think that, you know, there's one thing that I've learned in the past year, and that is that we need to have a method for communicating with people because um, I've worked with all sorts, right? I have to work with property managers and, and people who are out there looking to get this work done, contractors and all this stuff. And what happens is if we set the goal in place, prior to having the conversation. So if I say, hey guys, look, we're gonna go ahead and buy a property and Bree, I'm interested in buying a house and a rental property and I wanna buy something in the next 12 months. So now I've set a goal and the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna lay out all of the assumptions, right? So first, set your goal. Second, put out all the assumptions. So I say, look Bree, I'm ready to invest and now here's the things that are really freaking me out. I don't have all of my finances in order. I haven't paid taxes for the last year and a half. I'm self-employed. What kind of resources are out there for me? And um, and what can I qualify for? But I am so afraid to talk to a lender. Now, since I've put it all out there, um, she can now uh, do an analysis, right? She can say, well, okay, it looks like what you're really afraid of is not knowing the numbers. How about we just get over one hump first? Because if she really slows it down for me and says, um, look, look, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Now she's slowing it down for me. And so what I've also realized is successful people usually will chunk down whatever it is that they want to work on. So into a bite sized pieces. So now since she's given me one specific task, which is, and she's maybe even be able to give me a resource for it. If I say, look, I need a better bookkeeper. I don't have a good bookkeeper. She gets me a good bookkeeper. Now I have a strategist or a tax planner with me. Now, all of a sudden, I'm out-resourced. I have everything I need. All I need to do now is present that paperwork to, to, to a lender, and I'm three, three quarters of the ways done, right? But very first thing, let's set the goal, right? There's something called, I think, smart book, smart goals, it's make it specific, measurable, actionable result. Realistic. I think like measure your results. Oh, results and, and time. And then time bound. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And <laughs> like, I like the smart goals. Those are fun. Yeah. So um, another thing I think, Brie, is if people would just leverage our systems, we've been in business, you and I have been working together for 10 years now, right? Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you say that, like, I think the hundreds of families that you've helped, they were able to leverage our 15 years of systems. They didn't come in wanting to reinvent or have everything from scratch. They just kind of relied on the data that we dug for them. Mm 
And um, I think that's it, right? It's a crawl, but you get there. I think the systems is one thing that um, maybe people might overlook and maybe some people might think that uh, every agent will do something like this, especially in terms of investment. Um, I'll be really transparent. I don't know of any other agent in the state of Texas that does, number one, the weekly emails that we do, and number two, pull the data on a weekly basis and share that information to the extent that we do. I mean, at most, what some people might do is put someone on a search and someone says they like a property and they might run some numbers. I think that's the extent what a lot of agents do when it comes to um, investing. So, well, we clearly have that example from this morning. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not trash talking anyone. I haven't mentioned any names and I'll never do that, you know, because I do believe in uh, taking the high road. But guys, I'm just trying to really shed light on what's possible. If you're not working with a reputable company, what can happen? And so please, you know, take that, you take it from us. We'll promise you we have the perfect systems built out and they were built out one problem at a time. We would experience something. It wouldn't go the way we planned for it to. We put a system in place for it. So you're going to have ease in doing business with us. And now, Bree, I know this is something that you mentioned offline to me. The one, one of the greatest factors that separates uh, investors is you were telling me earlier that... Um, they're not they're not a one and done they're they're if they bought one they're already thinking about their next property is that right yeah yeah so a, a lot of people especially that we've worked with they're not just looking you know to have one investment property and then you know buy we'll never see you again right um their mindset is they want to utilize this to grow their wealth and create a legacy and use these investments for um, long-term gain for them. And, you know, when we're closing on one, they're already telling me, Hey, Brittany, I'm thinking of, you know, it's going to take me X amount of time. Right. And then I want to invest in my next one. So start looking at this particular area or, you know, I'm open to possibilities, whatever the case may be, but having that mindset of, yeah, maybe I only have the funds for one right now, but how can I get to the point where I can leverage what I currently have and utilize it to invest more? Very cool. Very cool. Now, guys, Brie is super busy. She's out there. She's always uh, with her buyers and she's making sure she does right by them. And so obviously someone who's out there taking so much territory doesn't have a blank canvas of a calendar, right? You're not going to see a lot of white spaces on there. So um, I did look at your calendar earlier, Brie, and I noticed that you only have like two or three spots left uh, for the rest of the entire month for to take on these buyers. So I would say if anyone's serious that they should reach out to you and uh, book that spot on your calendar rather than waiting, uh, waiting till February to get in. Um, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's just a simple conversation. Please book on the calendar. Um, like Roger said, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, things are picking up. I don't want anyone to be left behind and I don't want anyone to call us in March or April and say, oh my gosh, I wish we would have done something and had the conversation at the beginning of the year before the rates dropped again. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, if you're out of town buyers and you're flying in 
make sure that you reach out to our staff. Ivy is great at setting up your accommodations. Uh, she can help you with, with some of that. And so, um, you know, don't take, you know, whatever it is, whatever kind of leverage you guys need, you're coming in, we want to welcome you with open arms and we love our out-of-state buyers. They keep buying up all this real estate here. And, uh, and we have all these foreign investments coming in from big companies. We had the most number of headquarters relocated to Austin. Uh, and so between 2018 and 2023, we had 66 headquarters relocate to Austin. And so uh, with so many investors coming in, wanting to see property, wanting to be out and about, we're not a big team. We specialize in what we do. We uh, are wary about working with people who don't know what they're doing. And we don't feel like our clients are who we want to practice on, right? So the three of us are super seasoned. Bree's calendar is constantly booked. I would say if you want to get on there, get on there now. Get the uh, send her an invite, shoot her a text, send her an email, comment below, whatever it is that you need to do, so that we can put you in. Uh, we can put you in the in the mode of making an investment that we feel really good about. Because guys, here's the thing: we sincerely love you, but telling people you love them in this day and age, they think you're a little crazy. So instead of telling you we love you, we're just going to show you that we love you. And so, um, and you know what? It is about making the right decisions because Bree, how much pleasure do we get out of people winning in real estate when they can, um, when they know they have enough in their savings account for retirement, when they can maybe send their kid off to college or buy them a car, maybe they uh, are helping with their child's wedding, right? Mm -hmm. They have the money, they made the right decisions. And so, if there's something that you want to do, and maybe it's none of the things I listed at all, but maybe there's something that you want to accomplish and having a little bit more money or having real estate, having some income or uh, equity work for you, tell us, share your goals with us, tell us what they are, and then let's reverse engineer it. Maybe you have an income goal. You don't want to go to work anymore. Great. Let's create a, a reverse engineer that plan for you so we can set you up for success in the future. I love it. And Roger, I will say, um, I, we really do love y'all. And guys, the other day I was talking to one of our clients and we were on the phone. I said, okay, love you. Bye. How often do we do that? Like, I, I always say that like, we get off the phone, like, love you, Ray. Ray I know. Love you. Love you. And I just, they were like, love, uh, love you too. Yeah. I love you too. It feels so good to say that, but we live in the society where they think you're a nut job. If you, uh, if you I know, them. I know I can't imagine saying it to everyone, right? But like I want to, right? And sometimes it slips out. So just know we love you. We want to show you. Oh, and Rosie and I always joke that like real estate is um a delayed gratification for us as realtors. So, you know, sometimes you buy the property and you're like, oh man, like is this gonna be a good investment? Right. And then two or three years later, that's whenever you call us and say, Hey Brie, hey Ro, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you made us buy this property. It's so great. And then we're like, you know, and we've been doing yeah. it long enough to we're getting those calls and we've been getting those calls. So it does work. We get them. It's just maybe in the moment it, you know, it's a little scary at the beginning, right? Until you get your first renter, then you get your second renter in and then you start realizing that, hey, okay, I want to do this again. Yeah, big picture, right? And then just keep moving along. So Brie, you hit a really good point there. I think the the one thing I wanted to close out with today is consistency. 
So guys, make sure that your habits are consistent with who you are looking to become. If you're looking to be an investor, what investors do is they they know what properties are available and what they can get for them. So if you uh, if you are not looking at your emails, um, then that's not consistent behavior. So I think there's a really good example in Think and Grow Rich. It's the flywheel example. So imagine a big metal wheel and you got to get it to start turning. So you push it once, you push it again, and you several pushes later, it's now finally turning. So the big question is, which turn allowed for it to start spinning? Was it the first turn or the first push? The second push? No, it was all of the pushes combined, right? So Think and Grow Rich is a great book. That might be one we discussed in the future. But the number one question is, did I hit my goal? So I invite you to take a look at, you can Google it, 28 questions, Think and Grow Rich. Number one question is, did I hit my goal? Number two, did I pour in the quality that I knew I was capable of and the tasks that I had to finish? So if the very first goal is I didn't hit my real estate goal, number two, did I come at it with high quality? Did I open the emails that Brittany sent me? Did I look at the properties? Did I pay close attention to them? No, that's a problem. Number three, quantity. So sometimes we can't hit quality because we there's a lot of unknowns. We're not even sure what we're looking at. Number three, did you put in the but did you put in the time? Because the time, the quantity will create the quality. So make sure to keep those things in mind. So consistency, consistency, consistency. And we, we covered a lot today on this call. Uh, is there anything that maybe I left off or you'd love to share? I think you're good, except for I don't see your face anymore. What? I bet that's my cam. What the heck happened here? Okay. I guess that's our cue, guys. We've been <laughs> for a long time. It was a great webinar with a lot of good golden nuggets, I would say. Oh. If you have any questions at all, always reach out to us. We're happy to help, happy to have a conversation. And until next week, we'll see you then. Awesome. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.